Welcome to Zenergy, the interactive podcast providing resources for building a better life. I am Zena Shea. I am a coach, conduit, and catalyst who launches humanity into greatness by accelerating mindset changes and replacing limitations with possibilities. And today our topic is disrupted, but not defeated. So we're going to be talking about overcoming things that have come to disrupt us. We're going to be talking about how we've done that um, and how you can do that. And I have the woman who actually put that as the title of her book, Miss Jacqueline P. Walker. So say hi to the people. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. And thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And, you know, actually, that whole idea is the whole concept of my podcast, Energy, because um, what happened to get this podcast started, COVID happened. Ah, <laughs> a disruption. <laughs> a disruption. And um, pre-COVID and still now, I am a spoken word artist. Okay. And yes, and I had um, been performing, you know, for years and was about to go into, you know, the biggest season of the year for me, which is summer. Um, and I had about eight shows lined up. And then the last show that I had was the Ides of March, you know, mm -hmm. March 15th. It was actually called the Ides of March. Wow. Right. If you know literature, that's yeah. the day that's, you know, Julius Caesar was <laughs> exactly. warned. Beware. Exactly. Ides of March, you know, and, and he was told not to go out because mm -hmm. he was be assassinated. And he didn't heed those warnings and was assassinated. And, and then that was the day that we got the news um, that everything was shutting down. Right. restaurants, theaters, right. um, everything. There were no, li no live gatherings, no live shows. And so it was a complete disruption. Everyone in the world experienced that disruption of their lives. And as an artist, you know, for me, it was very traumatic. You know, it was very traumatic for everyone, but people who make their living or a part of their living right. from mm -hmm. um, gatherings, we were kind of sent into this, oh, okay, how do we deal with this? What do we do? And many people have been saying, you have such a nice voice. People like to talk to you. You should have a podcast. I knew nothing. About <laughs> had never listened to one. Um, so I actually talked to my sister. I was like, you think I should do that? She's like, oh, I would listen to you. You do have a nice voice, you know? You and do. I like, well, thank you. Um, and then I started thinking, well, what would I talk about? And then I started thinking about what we were going through, that I felt a loss. I had dealt with several losses, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. grief. And what was I doing? How was I going to overcome that? And so I started writing down a list of things that I still had. Right. I still had skills. I still had traits. I still there had goals go. and dreams. And then I said, I could spend, you know, I could spend um, an episode talking about each one of these things and I put them in alphabetical order. And then I started, you know, putting the topics up and the people were like, oh, I would love to come talk about that. And that, that became my guest. But, for today. There you go. There and, you go. So you did it. You worked yeah. through it. <laughs> so this podcast is a total example of being disrupted, but not being, not being defeated. Exactly. And exactly. it, I had no idea what was going to happen when I started it. I had no idea that I was going to really love it and grow from it. And um, it was going to become top 10% globally. And then it was going to lead to the two 
well, I've written three books, but the two books that are on Amazon actually came out of the podcast. Wonderful. So Wonderful. Um, exactly. See, that's just exactly what happens um, and how you can make the best situation out of a disruption is that, you know, a disruption comes, it breaks your routine. You know, what was normal is no longer normal. You know, there's an interference in what you're doing or you're sent on a detour. You were going right and suddenly there's a detour and it's, oops, I have to go left, but I really don't think I know the way left. Mm. But, you know, you have to figure it out. You have to adapt, deal with that change, deal with that disturbance so that you don't become defeated. And that's the whole idea. I love that you deal with that change and, and I love the idea of a detour, you know, mm -hmm. a detour takes you out of your normal pattern, but right. you still can get to your destination. You still can get to your destination. That's the key. You just have to figure out how to navigate it. And it'll take some doing, you know, you're going to try different, different roads, different paths. Uh, you know, and you may go in a circle a bit sometimes, but if you keep going, persevere, you can navigate it and come out on the other end and get to that destination that you were really headed for. I love that. And and I also love that when I was reading your biography that you sent in, you said something about uh, one of the purposes of your book was legacy to talk about um, your ancestry, your culture. Right. And I thought that that was so powerful because for me, um, as I was trying to transfer my um, uh, tr talents into another, I guess, field mm -hmm. and, and become something slightly different, that was one thing that I began to lean on a lot. I began to think about the fact that I come from a people who have been disrupted um, but they have not and never have been defeated. They have right. persevered. They have, you know, when they were brought over here, you know, in chains, right. they chose to, to, to survive, you know, to create food yes. from what would throwaways and make them yes. delicacies, you know, yes. to, to weave quilts that had messages in them, to weave right. their hair in ways that were maps to get away, to use songs. Right. As, codes, you know, the, everything that they had at their disposal, they so chose to not they only use it, it. Mm -hmm. but to use it creatively and, and even right. beyond, it, beyond the ways Be, that- Beyond, yes, exactly. Because, you know, we're just coming out of Black History Month and when, you know, there's a time when we look at all the great things that, you know, Black African-Americans have done, et cetera, and right. look at all the different inventions that, you know, as you said, a people- who came here as slaves have contributed to, you know, to the U.S. and uh, and to uh, society overall. Not even just the U.S., but society overall. Given the 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 position that they were put in and the lap that they had, and still they refused to be defeated, you know, and and have contributed so much. And that's just exactly what we're talking about that legacy, you know, that that legacy African-Americans and that legacy in addition to me um, being of Caribbean descent. And that really drove me to want to document this book and talk about, again, the legacy of my um, family's immigrant journey um, to the U.S. And again, our, our lives being disrupted but not defeated. And so they're very similar paths. And so that 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 is exactly a, a great point that you bring up. 
Yeah, I've heard that um, the only difference in our skin color and our language as Black people is where the, the ship stopped. There you know, <laughs> on, the, on the journey to wherever it was, you know, it could have stopped in Barbados <laughs> or Haiti or the Caribbean <laughs> or the United States or <laughs> Europe. You know, it was there was a whole, you know, circuit. Right. Right. And where we stop, you know, we're all part of this diaspora. Yes. And uh, we we have our African roots and then we have the different places where we stopped. And right. And so. Um, so tell us about your book and tell us, like, you know, kind of what you wanted people to, in a sense, get from it. And and like what inspired you? You've given us a little bit of background on that, but mm -hmm. I just really find it fascinating when people um do some research or want to to show just the beauty of the culture and because sometimes in america i'm not sure in the caribbean sometimes there's that i'm not my ancestors you know <laughs> yes yeah that um it's somehow, everywhere <laughs> you know somehow we've evolved and right. we've evolved mm -hmm. but there is so much beauty sometimes we look at the past and and we don't have the proper lens to look at mm -hmm. it. you know mm -hmm. if i was back there i wouldn't have put up with well, with, you don't, right well you, you don't really know don't there know. you go you really don't yeah because i i don't know if i have the strength to do what my grandmother did my great-grandmother my great-great-grandmother some of the things that i deal with today i'm like this seems difficult how would i deal with jim crow how would right. i deal with slavery i don't know i can't exactly. wrap my head around it, around it. Um, right right but but to realize that they did and they were disrupted but not defeated and they mm -hmm. were able to to give us so much hope mm -hmm. to give us so much faith mm -hmm. that to me is just so beautiful because these were not a people that were bitter in a sense and and angry and they were a people who were resilient mm -hmm. um, and so you know what what was your thought pattern and, and, and what did you want to, I guess, celebrate in a sense when you were writing this book? Exactly. And I'll tell you, this book, as I said, really came out of a, a legacy journey of wanting to document and share and lead that legacy with the generation that came after me and generations that will come in the future. Of, of my particular family. But it also, um, I think the book, I know not think I know because I, I, I know a lot of women out of the Caribbean and who came not the exact same path, but similar paths. And so it pays homage to generations of these women who were disrupted and their disruption wasn't always the same. Mm -hmm. um, but nevertheless, they were disrupted. They had a need. Um, they were seeking opportunities and they had to make some really tough choices mm -hmm. for themselves and for their children. And those choices led them down roads and paths that were difficult when you were talking about how, you know, you couldn't <laughs> um, do what your ancestors did. I, you know, when I, when I wrote down and read and saw really the life my mother lived and what she did, I was like, Oh no, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think I could do that. I'm this college educated with this nice job, etc. Oh no, <laughs> but, this, but, but this is what she did so that I could have this. Yes. And so that the generations that have come after me that 
I have it way better even than I do, <laughs> you know, I have no clue. It's like, whoa. And I thought it was important to document that for them. And also just as a, as a representation, because many women, Caribbean women took this path for different reasons, but they took the path. They went through the struggle. They made decisions as, as in our case, to leave their children behind. Mm -hmm. um, I, um, being disrupted through a separation in that way and mm -hmm. then figuring out how do I now not be defeated and mm -hmm. bring it back together. So that really was, is the, 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 was the goal of what I wanted to get done and why I chose to write this book. Well, I appreciate that because, you know, sometimes, as I said, as modern people, we, we look at things and we think about the way it is today and what we have as resources today. And, and, and we don't even understand that those resources didn't exist. Right. They exist because somebody made them, but they right. didn't exist for our grandmothers and our, um, our great grandmothers and things like that. Right. Those opportunities mm, for, yes. did not exist for them. <laughs> Right. You know, and, and that's the thing, as I said, I wanted to share with the next generation who takes it. Well, you know, I mean, not that they're not appreciative. They are. But when but when you do knowledge is power and when mm. you don't have that knowledge, you assume, oh, this is just the way it is. And I'm supposed to have it and I'm supposed to get it. And what's the big deal? But when you understand your history, yes. you, uh, you see how precious it is and what someone sacrificed. For you to be where you are, you treat it in a, in a different manner and you share it with others in a different manner and you pass it down again in a different manner. And that's what I think is important and that I wanted to get going and keep going. I, I agree. I agree with you on that. That reminded me of something that happened with my son one day. Um, my son is 20. I have tw two sons, 26, but one of them was living with me last year. And he got angry with me one day and he was like, mama, you just, you just never supported me. You just never, I was like, what are you, are you talking to me? Me, you talking to me. You just never, I said, um, sit down boy. <laughs> tell you something. Okay. And I, I went back. I said, let, let me take you all the way back to when you were little and let's talk about what I've done. And not to toot my horn, but just right. get it straight. I have made mistakes with you. Yes, I have. Every parent does. Right. But, you know, let's talk about the fact that, hey, I, as a single parent, decided we are not going to live in an apartment. I'm going to work and I'm going to get you a house with a backyard. That's supporting you, baby. You know, and then I don't want you to just be in a public school. I want you to be in the best magnet mm -hmm. school that you can mm -hmm. be in. So we're going to tutor you. And then we're going to get you into mm -hmm. this school that had a waiting list. And mm -hmm. I said, and not only that, but when you were in high school, in the summers, you were in college, baby. You were in college Ooh. in high school. Mm -hmm. I drove you to colleges, mm -hmm. college programs in high school. He was like, yeah, I was, mama, I was. Mm -hmm. And I said, uh, yeah, because I mm -hmm. wanted you to expose. I wanted you to feel like college was normal. Right. I wanted you to feel like that was normal for you. Mm -hmm. And so, and I said, what do we do after school? I said, you could only watch TV two hours. You can only play video games. Okay. Between TV and video games, you had two hours. That was it. You didn't get to be on a video game all day. That's supporting you because I wanted you to be able to read. I wanted you to do your homework. I wanted you to have good grades. Mm -hmm. I wanted you to 
have some discipline. So, you know, we went outside. I made you go outside and do some activity with me many times. We went to the park. Right. You know, we played games physically. I'm a single mother. I don't play football, but I play <laughs> You know, I played uh-huh. basketball with you. Uh-huh. you know, I put you in the little basketball leagues, paid for it before you could even do it in school. Right. Said, yeah, that's supporting you, baby. I was, I was like, you know, who bought your first car, baby? There you go. Okay. There you go. And <laughs> I mean, these so, are the things that they have to understand. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes we can be entitled. And, and uh-huh. when I finished going through that whole list, he was like, he was crying. My little, you know, he was crying um, because he was like, you did all that. You did it as a single mother because my ex didn't pay child support. Mm-hmm. Some people out there might be like, oh, you paid child support. <laughs> uh, no, no, he didn't pay it. He ran I, from it. I hear you. Yeah, he ran from it. He didn't pay it. He actually owes $83,000 in child support. No. But <laughs> he never, he, he paid $2,000 and decided he wasn't going to pay anymore. Mm. Um, it is what it is. So I did that myself. You know, um, but our mothers, our grandmothers, this is Women's History Month. Right. You know? Right. Um, and so it's, it's great to say that there are women in our legacy, uh, in most people's legacy, who did a lot. And then there's, there, of course, there are men yeah. you know, that, yeah. did, that did a lot, you know, but. You know, I have a feeling that your book may may focus a lot on the women in your lineage. <laughs> it does. It does focus a lot on the uh, on the women. Um, you know, but it does also give. Um, it does because it, it is again the journey of of my mother. Um, mm-hmm. But it does give some background because um, the triggering event that started all this um, was really um, my came came with my came from my father. So it does give some background of um, really, and you'll see there's some strengthening, strengthening um, direction and whatnot that he left us with, and that I think has helped guided us. And so it's not all, you know, um, it, it doesn't erase him or, or erase men, but um, right. in this in this instance, it is her journey. It is what she had to do, um, you know on the turn of a, a dime, you know, uh, it was unexpected. Um, mm. It was a suddenly t- sudden twist of faith. And now she had to act. Uh, she couldn't sit around and said, well, uh, t- uh, maybe in about six months or a year, I'll figure out. Um, <laughs> there were people depending on her, children mm. depending on her. And she had to um, take a stand or, or take a step and do something. And she had to, be open and as part of it a disruption you have to be open-minded as mm-hmm. i talked about up front to change so she had to open her mind that mm-hmm. things had to change and she was going to have to deal with change she had to open her mind that hey it won't necessarily be a straight and narrow path i may have to take some risks you know i have to be wise about it but i may have to take some risks and that's what you know I wanted to communicate and want people to understand that it's it's not all um, peaches and cream, but mm. you can do it. Yes, but you have to keep that open mind, and you you have to be willing to take risks, but be wise about it, not just willy nilly. But you also have to have what I call self compassion, because mm. you really have to, you know, you you have to really. Because when you're going through and you're going through and you're going through, 
you've got to really find ways to love yourself, you know, to mm -hmm. affirm yourself. If you have to write it down, if you have to speak it, you know, if you have to meditate on it, um, you know, but, but, you know, oh, you have to read it, but you, you really have to, to, to do that, to keep yourself going and you have to be flexible. You have to be flexible in every step that you take so that just as we were talking about earlier, if you start going to the left, and things get blocked. You don't say, oh, no, and throw your hands up. But you say, okay, let me go back right and figure something out. You know, so you have to be flexible in that manner. And um, you have to celebrate every win. So, you know, when you, when you, when you um, go back right and, and you start going and you see a light, you say, yeah, you know, I'm getting there. <laughs> You know, and, and, and that really lifts you, you up and, and, and you keep going. So that those are just, you know, my thoughts and what I glean again from the years of, you know, getting my mother's story of, of things that are important, important in really getting you through disruption and keeping a great mindset so you don't feel defeated or stay defeated. Well, you know, you've said a lot of things. Um it's great. I, I, I feel very honored that I have been, I, I am a writer and some of my poetry is telling some of the lessons that I've been given mm -hmm. um, and, and realizing, as you said, that there were times when our mothers, our grandmothers had to act. They didn't have the option to sit there, as you said, for six months right. and <laughs> let things happen. There were people counting on them to do something. Um, and and they rose to the occasion and they made the best choices they could and they moved forward. And, and I love how you talked about being flexible because, you know, one thing I tell people all the time is, is nature teaches you a lot. You know, nature teaches you that you can walk outside. And we, we I live in Texas. Where do you live? I'm in Maryland. You're in Maryland. Well, in Texas, you can walk outside in the morning and it could be hot. And then, you know, five hours later, it's dropped 25 degrees. <laughs> yes. And um, and so you have to be flexible. You may have you may have to take an umbrella with you and a coat, you know, because you don't know how right. the weather is going to change on you. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes the, the weather predictions are helpful, but sometimes they're they're not accurate all the time. But mm -hmm. so being flexible. So nature can teach us that we do need to be prepared. We need to be flexible. We can have our plans, but we also realize that there can be twists and turns, as you said, twists of fate. Um, and then none of that has any reflection necessarily on us. Some of it is just right. the way it is. Yes. Sometimes we take things personally that we don't need to take personally. Mm -hmm. um, and I like that whole title again of being disrupted, but not defeated. A disruption doesn't mean necessarily that you did something wrong. Right. A disruption can be just the fact that there's road construction in the area yes. had nothing to do with you. You didn't know when you took that path that there was going to be road construction. Exactly. But exactly. So it's a disruption. And that's a metaphor for life, you know, mm -hmm. um, because not everything is in our control. And I know I'm a Virgo. People say that we're controlling. I don't know if that's <laughs> true. But there came a point a few years ago when I had this. I guess you could say depression that I had for a moment because I was like, my life, it didn't turn out the way I thought yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I thought I was going to be here and I'm not like I, when I got divorced, 
um, seven years ago. Okay, I got divorced at 43. I was sure by 50, I was going to be remarried. <laughs> you know, I just knew I was going to be remarried. I'm going to be 50. I'm going to be remarried. And the second half of my life, everything's going to be in place. And 50 comes and I am not only not remarried, I'm not in a committed relationship. And for a moment, it was like, hmm, you know. Yeah. But then I had to say, okay. I am not remarried, but look at what I've done in the last seven years. Oh my gosh. Right. I've done so many things. You know, I've, I've created businesses, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, at that point right then I was working on, I had written a book. I hadn't put it on Amazon, but I had already sold 200 copies of the book wow. that I had written in January. Wow. And, um, they say that the average writer, self-published writer, doesn't mm-hmm. sell 200 copies in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. And I had sold 208 months. Right. And so I was looking at my life. I was looking at my children, my grandchildren. I was looking at all these things and saying, okay, um, I'm not defeated, not by a long shot. My life is full. My life is vibrant. Oh my gosh. I have so much to be grateful for. So being flexible because sometimes the image that we see in the image we had in our head. Head, right, right. But it, that right. doesn't mean it's not a beautiful picture. Sure, right. You know, right. you have to let go. Sometimes we have to let go so, mm-hmm. of that image mm-hmm. and say, my life is unfolding in a different Yes, way. yes. And I'm going to go in the direction it's unfolding, you know? Right. And that's There's being a, receptive to the change. Right, right. There is a quote that I love by Bruce Lee, and he says, be water, my friend. Mm-hmm. Water mm-hmm. can flow and water yes. can crash. Be yes. water, my yes. friends. That and, is and I love that. Yes. I love that. So yes. I love how you were talking about being flexible. And then again, you said celebrate. Yes. Celebrate the wins along the way. Because sometimes we don't, we just keep moving. Yeah. Recognize, look at what I just did. Look at what just happened. Right. Look what God blessed me with. Look at the guidance that I received from, from my right. ancestors, from my friends. Right. My Family. And mm-hmm. I took that, that, I listened to that small, still voice in my heart and, and it works. Oh my goodness. That's great. great. Yes. You know? Yes. Cause just as you were talking about your book, you know, and you're, and you were saying, you know, here you're a self-published author and you sold 200 copies in eight, eight months. And some people would look at it differently and say, well, I only sold 200 copies. You know, because they, 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 they look, they see what's on the internet and they immediately think I have to sell 5,000 copies or made a million dollars off of it. And so they don't see that as a win, but that is a great, that's a huge win. And so that's why you have to celebrate all of that, you know, and just use it to spur you on. Right. Right. And, you know, speaking of that, you know, for me, that was validation. So I said, okay. Now that I know that there's a market for it, I'm going to mm-hmm. redo the cover and I'm going to put it yeah. on Amazon. And then it, it went to number nine on Amazon there in my body and soul in uh, new releases when I released it. And it stayed mm-hmm. on the bestsellers list for 20 days. Wonderful. And I sold a whole lot more than 200 copies on Amazon. There you see, see that? <laughs> but, uh, and, what yeah. if, and, and what if you would have said, oh boy, this is all I sold, Lel. Let me just throw in the towel. <laughs> right, right. So, yeah. And, and then you mentioned affirming yourself and, and however you do it, you know, that is another, to me, key thing, especially for uh, black people and black women, um, 
that we don't always do. We don't always take time to 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 lift ourselves up, to mm-hmm. to meditate, to mm-hmm. pray, or to to self care. Right. You know? Right. Um, and so I love that you were talking about that. And again. Sometimes you, we're talking about being disrupted, but not defeated. Sometimes when you're in that period of disruption, sometimes you do need to stop for a minute and say, okay, let me take care of me. Right. I just had a loss. Right. I just had a, a, a setback mm-hmm. and let me check in and you know, mm-hmm. where am I? Am I okay? Right. Okay. I'm right. Okay. I, I had a little bit of therapy. Mm-hmm. I had some coffee and sat down and put my feet up. I got a massage, mm-hmm. you know, I, I took a walk in nature. I, you know, whatever you need to do. And then, okay, now I've kind of self-assessed right. and I'm good. And now I'm going to come up with a plan of action. Right. And what am I going to do next? What am I, how am I going to deal with this disruption so that I'm not defeated? Right. Um, and you, know, you, you, know, you, you talked about praying and I think in just what you're talking about on taking care of yourself, your spirituality, I think is a big part of that you know, in that self-care and that um, affirmation. It's, you know, being in touch with your spirituality and um, embracing it and clinging to it and really using it, you know, to empower you um, Mm -hmm. as you move forward. Yeah, I I think there are so many things I've learned in the last seven years, you know, um, like I wear a lot of Afrocentric things like this says black is beautiful. And I actually sell a lot of things that are affirmations. I wear essential oils, okay. you know, that aromatherapy. Um, so on a daily basis, I try to do things to affirm myself, to care for myself, to, to, to in a sense, nurture myself. Right. We were talking about the spirituality, you know, my spirituality has evolved so much where <laughs> it was when I was a child. Um, but finding your own path, you know, um, spirituality may not be you going to church right. every Sunday. It, yeah. it could be, mm-hmm. it could be a lot of other things, you know? Um, so I think everyone has to find their path, um, to where they are in tune with their creator. Right. And they are submissive to that purpose that was given to them exactly. you know, by God. Exactly. Um, and I think that's also about realizing, you know, there's a scripture and it basically says that the gifts and calling of God are without repentance, which basically means if you have been given a gift, if you have been given a calling, that that disruption cannot take it from you. It cannot right. be stolen from you. Yeah. You still have it. Mm-hmm. And it still is going to unfold, you know, and there's another scripture and it says something like um, whatever comes your way. God already saw it and has already made a plan for you to escape, escape it. Exactly. It's made a way of escape for you. Right. right. But you have to believe and you have to act because mm-hmm. if you don't believe and if you don't act, you'll find yourself sitting in that disrupted mode may be too long or permanently when your way of escape is there waiting for you, but you just never took that path. And and I believe a lot in, in following that still small voice, you know, that mm-hmm. there's that, 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 uh, story in the Bible about, uh, one of the prophets, it might've been Elijah. I'm not sure he was, uh, he was waiting to hear the voice of God yes. and he thought it was going to be in the whirlwind and he thought it yes. was going to be <laughs> It, but was it was a still, still small, small voice. voice. Yes. yes. And, 
And, you know, I have, when I have listened to that still small voice, I mean, mm -hmm. what has happened has been incredible so far mm -hmm. beyond what mm -hmm. I could have ever imagined. Mm -hmm. and, and there's again, a scripture that says, you know, I has not seen right. or heard what, what God has prepared has for, for me. Right. You know, yes. you know yes. and, and you know, I don't see God as a him. I see God as a spiritual mm -hmm. force. Right. But that whole idea that we in our minds cannot even see or comprehend mm -hmm. the immensity mm -hmm. of what happened for us. Mm -hmm. And so realizing, yes, you've been disrupted, but that, that has nothing to do with your final outcome. Right. That you don't have to be defeated, that mm -hmm. there is plan for you mm -hmm. that you follow that still small voice and you can end up as you said at the destination and even beyond no, the destination, right right you know, yes that you saw, right um, because sometimes the destination that you have in your mind just as you, as you said god has a bigger and better place you know and purpose for you right. and but you know, and if you keep going, not only not only will you get to the destination that you had, but you'll get to the destination really that he has planned for you. Yes, yes. Because that's and I, what I saw happen in in the situation with with um my book and my mother and, and her yeah. journey is that you know she had she had a you know a a a an idea of what she wanted and she wanted to get some opportunities, you know, for a better life. Etc. But when I see how, and that's why a part of why I get around when I saw how it unfolded, and, and I look at you know my um, my siblings and how they have landed out and what they have done, coming from the struggles that my mother had, and now seeing um, mm -hmm. the next generations and where they are and what they are doing, it's like see what God did way beyond what you thought mom, you were going to get. <laughs> yeah, that, that is amazing. It, it mm -hmm. is true. You know, um, we just, we just don't know what's going to happen. We just have to, in a sense, have faith and, and mm -hmm. just step out on faith. And, you know, it is, it is 2022. It is March now. And, you know, by the end of this year, as people are looking at where they are right now, the, the amazing thing about time is time is relative. Um, you know, you could have a year where nothing gets done right. and you could have a year where you were beyond your wildest dreams gets done. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's all dependent on the steps you take, um, the consistency you have, mm -hmm. the goals that you set. You know, mm -hmm. I'm a big believer in writing down your goals. You know, yes. we talk about being disrupted, but not defeated. So sometimes when you are disrupted, you know, one of the things I did, I got this passion planner and I love this thing. I do. And uh, when I was going through this whole quarantine, I actually sat down and I wrote some big, audacious, hairy goals <laughs> for that year, you know, and I wrote them down and I haven't accomplished all of them, you know, but what they did was they made me stop looking at all the limitations around right. me. They made me start thinking about the possibilities and what I saw mm -hmm. as possible. Mm -hmm. And so one thing I would encourage people to do as they are trying not to be defeated is, you know, close your eyes and imagine what would your ideal life be like? Mm -hmm. you know, 
where do you really want to go in your wildest dreams? Mm -hmm. Write that down mm -hmm. and, and begin to just take a step in that direction. Because a lot of what is in our heart, um, it, it was put there for a reason, mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes when we're disrupted, what happens is some of those dreams come back to us that we have forgotten about, put on the back burner. Right. And a lot of people during quarantine, they decided, oh, I don't like where I'm working. I don't like where I'm living. I don't yes. like the relationship I'm in. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. like these things. I used to have this dream of this. I mm -hmm. used to have this dream of that. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to try to do that or this. Yes. And, and a lot of them have totally transformed their life. So that disruption led to, in a sense, um, an eruption of creativity, mm -hmm. an eruption of faith, an eruption mm -hmm. of hope, mm -hmm. where they said, this that I'm doing, this is not it. Let mm -hmm. me go in a different direction. You know, let me go in a different path. And, and so that's a whole nother thing. Sometimes being disrupted can make you question. And, and to me, questions are powerful. Like, why am I yes. doing this this way? Yes. What would yes. be a better way to do this? Yes. You know? Yes. What's a different yes. way I could do this? Right. You, 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 you said a word that really um, resonated with me, transformation, mm. you know, transforming. Cause I think that's a big part of it. in um, when you're in coming out of a disruption is, um, you know, it's transformation goes back to change, but the whole yeah. thought of transforming yourself, um, you know, becoming something new, you know, following a new path. Like you said, you know, people have been, you know, stuck in jobs that they didn't want to be in, um, you know, or in relationships that they didn't want to be in, or, you know, they were living somewhere that they didn't want to, to live. And now, they have been, you know, they feel empowered to say, hey, I can transform this situation. I can transform myself. And I think that, you know, that really is is, is what it's all about. I, I like you said this word twice, and I wanna I wanna bring bring it out. Being empowered. <laughs> you know, being empowered. Uh being empowered is is powerful. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there is a saying that sometimes we play small and we put limits on ourselves mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we, we, we have this idea and then we're like, oh no, I could never do that. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I could never be that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, you could, yes. you could, yes. um, or I'm too old or I'm too, I'm too mm -hmm. fat or I'm too mm -hmm. skinny or too weak or too, mm -hmm. no, no, right. no, no. You know, right. you are what you are, and that is enough. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. all you got to do is take the first step. And, and that's another thing that I believe that sometimes people can't see how it's going to get done, so they don't start. Right. But right. you don't have to see how see, it's going to get done. Right. You don't have to see the end. <laughs> you don't have but to you have to act. <laughs> you know, so like, like when you had, I, I'm going to talk about writing a book for a minute. When you sit down to write a book, you have this idea in your head. Mm -hmm. You don't know what the cover of the book is going to look no. like. You don't know how long the book is going to be. be. You don't know if, what the names of the chapters are going to be yet. Right. You don't right. know any of that. All you know is I have this idea. I want to mm -hmm. tell this story, whether mm -hmm. it's nonfiction or fiction. And let me start and let me see how it evolves 
as I go. And when I get to the point of naming the chapters, I'll get to that point. Exactly. Get to the point of designing the book cover. I'll get to that point. I don't Mm -hmm. have to have it all today. Exactly. You know, all I have to do is start writing. There you go. That's a perfect example. Perfect example of how you work through and, and, and don't, you know, let yourself um, get buried under wondering um, what is it going to be? So I can't move forward because since I don't know what's up ahead, you know, I better just stay here. No, you have to go out, take that step and take each step and, and you'll find out what's there. And as, and as you're taking each step, you're getting stronger or you're learning more. So yeah. you are preparing yourself for whatever lies ahead. I love that, that, what you just said, because the person that you are at the end of writing that book mm-hmm. is actually not the person that you no. were when you started that book. <laughs> and, and I think that's the same way with a lot of things. Like the person that you are when you graduate college is not the yes. same person you were when you started college. Started, that's right. You know, and so as you are going, you are growing and mm-hmm. you are growing into the person that you need to be. Yes. And I was reading this book. I cannot remember what the name of this book is, but it was talking about uh, entrepreneurs. And this man was saying, he said he was in a meeting and the guys were discussing um, a certain person in the room. And they were like, okay, so-and-so is not going to be the CEO anymore. Do we think that Joe, I'm just going to throw a name out there, can can be the CEO? Well, I don't think Joe can be the CEO, no, the interim CEO, because he's just not there yet. And this man walked over to to them and he said, no CEO is ever there before they become CEO. What happens is they get the job mm-hmm. and they become the CEO. Oh, yeah, right. And he was like, they're, the only way they would already be CEO mm-hmm. and be what they needed to be is if they had done it before. Right. When you're talking about somebody who's never filled those shoes, yes. they can't be CEO because they've never been faced with CEO issues. Right. Right. They, as they are faced with CEO issues, they learn how to become exactly. CEO. Exactly. You know, like you're not really a mother until you're a mother. mother. Because right. you could have taken care of somebody else's kid, but that's not the same as right. taking care of your own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you become a mother mm-hmm. as you're going through pregnancy, as you're going mm-hmm. through the first days mm-hmm. of that newborn and mm-hmm. having no sleep. And, mm-hmm. and then you become that. Right. Uh, so you can dev- you can take parenting classes, you can read parenting books, you can do all mm-hmm. of those great tools, mm-hmm. but there's nothing like on-the-job training mm-hmm. <laughs> and that makes you who you need to be. And, and, and we grow. We grow as we go. Exactly. There you go. We, we grow as you go. Uh, and, and you identify and recognize what your strengths are. You identify and recognize, um, you know, where you need... Uh, where, where maybe you have a weakness or you need to um, increase knowledge um, or get support. Mm-hmm. And, and as you do, because support is very important. As you know, we've been talking about all the things that you need to do, but I think a big part of it is also uh, having a circle of support. I mean, that circle could be family, you know, that circle could be friends or, or it's a big part of it, as we, we did mention, is spirituality. But you have to have that circle of support. Because I, I talked about my father, the one in my, there was this poem that my father used to make my brothers and sisters, and I recite 
and we had to memorize it. And it, and it said, you know, no man is an island, no man stands alone. Each man's joy is joy to me. Each man's grief is my own. And mm. so I think that's a big part of it of having that circle and having, you know, and knowing, being willing, and also not being afraid to reach out and ask for help. Not being afraid um, to, you know, um, show um, that you have a need or, or that you just need someone to listen. Because sometimes when you keep it all bottled up in you, <laughs> you know, then that becomes a problem. Or sometimes you, you that's a part of the self-care as well, is having that circle and letting it out. I agree with that. And and, and you made some great um, statements, you know, when we were talking about writing a book, you know, when I, when I decided that I wanted to put my book on Amazon, I had, I had written my first book. I had done a little self-publishing through this little print, print, you know, site. And I had sold, you know, 200 copies. And then I was like, I want to put this on Amazon, but I want to get a professional. I want to get an editor. I want them to mm -hmm. go through the book with me page by page. I want them to create a marketing plan for me, a launch plan. I want all of that because I know that the only reason I sold these books was I was physically standing there talking to people at <laughs> events and vending and through my podcast, right? And talking mm -hmm. about this. I want it to be able to sell itself because of the quality, because of, because of the way that we marketed it right. when I'm not there. Right. And I don't know how to do that. So let me get someone who has some experience in that and, and get some guidance and, and pay them for their, their, their expertise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so, you know, I have a great editor, um, million dollar pen Inc. And, and so she has helped me with a lot of stuff with my, both my books, but being able to be humble, and yes. say, hey, 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 I don't know. Yes. I've never done, mm -hmm. but I can learn. Yes. And I can, I can sit down and you give mm -hmm. me some directions. I can follow mm -hmm. direction. Mm -hmm. You know, whether that person is younger than you, older than you, whatever, I can follow some direction. Mm -hmm. I will find the person that I that I trust their their decision mm -hmm. making, I trust their skill set, their expertise, and I'm gonna follow some direction. So again, this whole idea of of Sometimes, um, you know, when you go out there and as you were talking about, you could look at it as, oh, I only sold 200 books, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. but you could also look at it as look at what I accomplished. Right. And you could also look at it as I've come to the end of my expertise and, and I am not going to let that defeat me because right. I am going to reach out mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, I joined a lot of authors groups on Facebook. Yes. And um, I sit there sometimes and just see the posts, what people are doing, how they are marketing, how they are building their audience, how right. they are engaging with uh, the people who've read their book. And I'm learning. I'm learning mm -hmm. because we should be lifelong learners. And yes. We should, we should grow in mm -hmm. a sense through learning from other people who have done mm -hmm. what we try to do. You know, mm -hmm. whether those are mentors, whether those are peers. Um, and just putting ourselves in situations, whether it's going to a workshop, yes. you know, going to a networking event, right? And learning how to be quiet, and, <laughs> you know, and not to say that you can't share, but sometimes you need to be quiet. Yes, just listen. <laughs> and um, and so that's a blessing, and and you know, even like a a platform like this where we're on a podcast together, and I'm listening to you talk about your journey, and I'm learning from your journey and seeing how that 
resonates with my own journey, you know, so we're, we're learning from each other, you know? Yes. Yes, exactly. And, and I, cause I'm, I, that's how I met you in one of, one of those authors groups. That's exactly how it was. I smiled when you said that, cause that's exactly how we connected in one of those authors groups. And it is so great, as you said, to, to see when you're different people doing different things, but it, it helps you, gives you other ideas, you know, so because creativity is another big part of it, you know, to, to not be, not feel pigeonholed that I mm. have to do it exactly this way. Right. Um, it may work that way for you, use the name Joe before Joe, but it might not work that way for me. And I have to, again, be willing to be creative and, you know, being genius and um, mm. do things just maybe just a little different, put a little twist on it so that it works for me the way it needs to work for me. Yeah, I, I like that. You know, creativity is is powerful and it's freeing. And 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 like you said, making things your own. You know, looking at what people are doing and, and making it your own. You know, so I wanted you to tell people where they can find your book, and I think you have a copy that you could show us. Yes, my book here, um, a season of disruption. It is on Amazon, um, so people can find it on Amazon. They can also go to my website, writingsbyjackie.com, um, and it is available there. Um, it is also on actually, uh, there's a new Caribbean ebook only platform um, that's really focused on Caribbean authors and Caribbean books, digitalcanopy.com, and so it's there as well. Awesome. And and I, I also loved your title. I wanted to bring up the title, A Season of Disruption, because so many times um, I have said that I have not been attentive enough to know what season I was in and, and to realize that there are seasons that come mm -hmm. out. You know, we deal with spring, summer, winter, fall. Right. And in spring, everything's blooming. You know, in fall, the leaves are falling off the trees. Things are getting colder. In winter, you have a lot of fallow, you know, ground and, and things kind of are dying, mm -hmm. hibernation. And then, you know, we have um, all of these different seasons and, and we have seasons in our life. You know, sometimes we need to be, in a sense, fallow. We need to be taking things in. We need to be in our season of growth. We need to be, you know, embedding things into ourselves. And then we have the season of blossoming where all that stuff needs to come out. And then sometimes it seems like a lot of things are dying in our lives. A lot of things are, are not, mm -hmm. they're not blossoming, you know, but right. again, seasons, you know, and um, I believe a lot of divine laws, you know, and, mm -hmm. and you have the law of process, basically, when you put a seed in the ground, it doesn't, sprout overnight. You have a season that it needs to grow. It may take yes. you know, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, however it needs to take, but yes. it's grow on its own time. As long as you keep watering it, exactly. you, keep for it you keep, you don't keep trying to dig it up, No, but you let it germinate and you let it develop, you know, so we have to have some patience. And, and another, another analogy that I could put is if you were pumping water from one of those old hand pumps, mm -hmm. <laughs> first start to pump, nothing's, nothing's coming up. <laughs> you know, nothing's happening. But if you keep pumping, that yes. suction is eventually going to pull the water up from yes. the water table and it gushes and out. Come out. It'll mm -hmm. gush out. Mm -hmm. And if you completely stop, 
hey, Nothing. it'll stop. It yes. will stop too. So sometimes you have Perfect. to systematize some things. You have to systematize some yes. things. You stay pumping all the time, but you might need to put some systems in place that will mm -hmm. keep things pumping for you right. and keep that return coming. So, you know, a season of disruption, realizing that if you're in a disruption right now and, and things are very disruptive in your life, it won't last forever. Ever, you, know, no. you you just have to ride it out. You just have to, to, to go inward sometimes and say, okay, this is a difficult season. Right. Care for myself. Yes. I'm going to get some support. Yes. I'm going to affirm myself while I'm mm -hmm. going through this difficult season. I'm going to be gentle to myself because this right. is a difficult season and realize that this difficulty won't last forever. Ever. Right. And, exactly. and then I'll come out on the other side. And then if you're at the top, you know, and everything's going well and, and everything you touch turns to go, <laughs> you also have to realize, okay, this is a season. Right. There will be some obstacles that right. come up. There exactly. will be some setbacks that exactly. come up. So let me enjoy mm -hmm. all of the abundance, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all of the blossoming, all mm -hmm. of the success. Let me celebrate that. Yes. But let me also realize that eventually there'll be an obstacle. Right. But I am the person who's grown into the person who's going to be able to deal with that. Right. I've strengthened myself. So. Right. When it comes, mm -hmm. I'm going to just breathe with it mm -hmm. and, and not, not freak out. Right. But right. just say, okay, okay, this is an obstacle. It's all right. Mm -hmm. You know, I just finished reading this book called uh, The Millionaire Mindset. And he said something like, we need to grow into different levels of people. He was like, if you are a five level person, mm -hmm. get a level eight problem. Oh, that problem is big. Yeah. <laughs> big. You feel overwhelmed. Yes. You grow into a level 10 person. That level eight problem is not that big. Exactly. Of a deal. You know exactly. you can handle it. Mm -hmm. You've seen worse. Mm -hmm. It was like, so when you see these big problems, just start to grow yourself. Self, yes. And get more support, get more help, get more mm -hmm. knowledge. There you go. Like eventually, you know, you're going to be a level 20 person and that level eight hey. won't <laughs> even be a problem at all. You'd be oh, like, right. oh, Please. I didn't <laughs> oh, I didn't even uh -huh. know. <laughs> You know, yes. that, that was a wonderful um, analogy. Yes, that is beautiful. That is perfect. Yes. 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 But I wanted to thank you. Um, tell them one more time. Show them your book one more time and, and tell them again where they can find it because we're going to wrap up. The Season of Disruption. It's available on Amazon.com. It is also, uh, you can also go to my website, writingsbyjackie.com um, to get a copy of it. And I'm going to show my two books. Um, so I am Zenashe, and this is my guided journal. It's called Zenergize Your Life, Volume 1. Okay. And it's very short. It's only 29 pages. It's A Concepts. This is my latest book. It's called Plenty of Guppies and Other Dating Misadventures, Lust, Loss, and Lessons of Love from 101 Dates, a memoir told in poetry and prose. Oh, wow. So you can find both of these on Amazon. This is a much thicker book, but... It covers the last seven years of my life and it has 92 poems in it as well as prose. There's a lesson in every chapter, 26 lessons in all that I learned over the last seven years of my life. And a whole lot of this book is about disruptions, <laughs> not Beautiful. letting them be. Beautiful. Uh, to look that up. <laughs> disruptions. 
Um, and, and definitely learning who I am in the process and realizing that I have the strength and the knowledge and have been given the wisdom to deal with mm -hmm. these disruptions. Mm -hmm. and so I want to thank everyone who joined us. It is Women's yes. History Month. So we have two women, two authors here um, dealing about um, talking about legacy. Because in my book, I do talk about, you know, my ancestors and, and right. you know, give homage to them. You know, mm -hmm. so we're talking about women, history and, and all of the power mm -hmm. and tapping into our legacy. And, mm -hmm. and I want to thank uh, Jackie P. Walker for being with me with her book, A Season of Disruption. So check it out on Amazon or through her website. And I am Zenashe, Z-E-N-A-S-E. So you can follow me on any social platform. If you look up Zenashe, Zenashe Poetry, um, please subscribe to my YouTube. Please, you know, follow all the episodes. There are 73 different episodes on the podcast. You can go back and listen to all kinds of episodes on all kinds of different topics. And I want to thank you guys for joining us. And may you walk in Zenergy. Have a great night. Thank you. Zenashea, a newly divorced 43-year-old Southern woman, wanted a fresh start. She'd heard there were plenty of fish to choose from in the modern dating pond. What she discovered were plenty of guppies, exactly 101 of them. The result? A provocative, transparent, raw, and delightfully uncensored account of her experiences with the 101 men she encountered on her journey to find the one. In Plenty of Guppies, Zen spills all the tea on dating psychology, relationships, and self-discovery while giving readers a rare glimpse into the life of an award-winning artist and best-selling author. The book is an enlightening narrative that explores gender roles and identity outside of societal expectations. Zen has written a refreshingly mature modern-day epic of online dating, layering her personal story with erotic poetic verses and passionate prose that frame her journey toward rebuilding a life as a single woman and adjusting to both an empty nest and boomeranging children.